I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Football Ramble. My name is Pete Donaldson. I am joined by Mr. Luke Moore. All right. And Mr. Jim Campbell. Hello. Three's company. But falls a ramble, <laughs> my beauties. <laughs> oh, I don't like this. I don't Good like this development. Good morning, Football Ramble. <laughs> See what I did there. Yeah. Uh, the best one's back, you'll be pleased to know. And the hot seat God. is even hotter. Covered in syphilis sores. Ooh. Oh, that's not very nice. No, is no. it? Can it I personally distance nice. myself from that comment? <laughs> <laughs> the good people of Vietnam won't appreciate that. Oh, they're a very conservative country when it comes to that kind of thing in the socialist yeah, you paradise. Know. <laughs> You'd know because no, they th- told you off for being naughty. Boy. <laughs> that's not true. None of that is true, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, I had a fabulous time in Vietnam. Go, it is a brilliant country. Many nice things happen there and can be seen. No matter what you say, it sounds tawdry. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. It's that look. Sex that look you've got. Oh, you've got shut up, you jealous bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you lot with your smut and filth. A bit of class is brought back to the podcast. I think you'll agree. Uh, and Day let's start buddy. with an open. Shush. Let's start with an opening question. Uh, the Oscars. They've they've been and gone. Yeah, I believe. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> so Years. We don't even care about anything that happened. <laughs> oh, the Oscars, yeah, that happened. So, yeah. how about this? Some people won, some people lost. Um, Someone drew, apparently. Did they? What mm. did they draw? I don't, I don't know. I just oh. know there was a draw for an Oscar. How does that work? I don't know. They drew I just, the Oscar. And I read a tweet about it and through. wasn't interested enough to click on the link. So, <laughs> someone might have drawn. This is how little we care. Yeah. No. Everyone's um, saying that Anne Hathaway's dress wasn't very nice, but I think it was. Can we nice. do this? <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were doing like a John Rivers style. Criticism yeah. of everyone's clothes <laughs> at the red carpet. Nip and tuck. Um, we are going to start with this question uh, because of the Oscars. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, favorite uh, acting performance from a footballer, Jim. I am going to go for Stan Collymore in Basic Instinct Two. <laughs> oh yeah, where he immediately dies. I completely forgot before he was in the, that uh, before the uh, even the opening credits. I think Do you he's know just what? in a car with Sharon Stone, and I think he in just gets car. shot. Always in a car. <laughs> Always in a car. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, his audition tape was impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you can imagine what? that, can't you? Oh, Mr. Collymore, we didn't even know you could do that in a car. <laughs> we didn't know anyone could do that in a car. How are you getting that in there? We're going to have to kill you off straight away. And you are a tall gentleman. Um, I'm unaware. I'm unaware I've not that. seen yeah, it. So yeah, yeah, it's it's no one stabbed. saw it. Is that why he thought we all just assume it happened. Off, on the basis of that, did that why he thought he could be Bond? Possibly. Yeah. He did think he could be Bond. Mm, we thinks a lot of things. No, that's mm. true. And vocalises them mm. on the radio. Uh, okay, uh, Colin Moore in Basic Instinct 2. It's a non-sentence, but apparently it's um, valid. Pete, what are you going to go for? Uh, I'm going to go for... Um, Paul Jewell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he he knows he two. knows that Vinnie Jones is an excellent actor, and I'm going to go for Vinnie Jones in uh, <laughs> the Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, yeah, that one. 
That one. Where he doesn't speak. Yes. Perfect part for Jones, really. Mm, yeah. Apart from when he speaks at the end. Everyone if you haven't seen it, don't worry. I was won't he, ruin that. He will when he's in it. <laughs> was he in an X Man as well? He was. was you he? may, you may he feel was like. He was juggernaut uh, and he was terrible. You yeah. may feel like Marcus has ruined God 60 seconds before you're there, but it, when you watch it, you'll realise that by the time <laughs> that bit's happened, it's already been heavily <laughs> ruined. So don't worry about it. Uh, Luke, what have you got? Oh, it's got to be um, Louis Figo in the Just For Men advert. Ah, yes! Now I'm glad you brought in adverts. Yeah, because I did uh, say acting and he was acting. Figo is magnificent in that. He is. Still got it. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely hit, goal as well. Yeah. Through the television set. <laughs> yeah, no, I hate it like, when it's kind of like they kick, a, kick generic footballs around. Mm. Yeah. And I hate that where they wear generic football shirts and, and people on television watching yeah. generic football on adverts. I, just, I find He's, it just yeah, offensive. Right. I like that Figo's got his sort of generic, kind of handsome, swarthy mates as well. Yeah. And then he <laughs> kicks yeah. a football from reality into TV and no one questions it yeah, just I, celebrate yeah, but Jim I'm going to stick my neck at her and yeah, say yeah. I was, mm. that that is the best and mm-hmm. most important goal he ever scored in his career well oof you'd post fouls and argue <laughs> <laughs> which includes Madrid and Inter um, I love Figo I really do mm. And I think he c- he's capable of all that Scoring a goal into the television Still yeah. got it They're not generic football Yeah because the thing is Jim If, if you, you say that and you're right That he kicks a ball from reality into the television But if one person could do that mm-hmm. Figo would be quite near the top of the list Yeah so. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah You wouldn't want him near your plasma screen Would you? Not now No Not really if he could do that Because that that like, this is clearly a construct of Figo's mind isn't it That you know that is happening to be fair, he's had the quite advert's quite tragic in that sense. Yeah, it, it, is, it almost it, shows that he can't quite let go of football. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is a bit. It's <laughs> a bit of an understatement. He's greying and he's feeling worried about no, that. And as he's well. just kicking footballs around a pub. No, but he can, let, he can let go of football because clearly the ball was given to him and he's like, no, it belongs in the television set. Now. Yeah. They should do a real I'm version not, of I'm that. I'm not stepping on the pitch. They should do a no, real no. version of that advert where he's in the mm. bar on his own. <laughs> he boots the ball into a plasma screen and then bursts into tears. Shouts at a dog. I think. Stop following me! The advertisement. Advertising creators really missed a trick there because if it was me doing the Just For Men advert, I would have done it like because he's kicking the football around anyway. I would have made the footballer Just For Men branded football, right? And got him to header it, and his hair went black when he headed yeah, it. Yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> I mean, that's surely that's how I'll it should be working. I just fill one of those sponge I mean, bars with ink. Yeah. If there ever was a trick missed, uh, there you go. That was it right there. It's not like Figo to miss a trick. I'm sure you'll agree. Yeah, well, I think he was more the face of that, really, yeah. not the brains. Ronaldo in the McDonald's advert, or the Pepsi advert, with they're kicking the football around the. Um, Around the old uh, airport, that was good. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that, um, that's, that's a, a, that's a Nike, Nike advert. Nike, yeah. Nike advert. That was yeah. I'm going to go for an advert as well, and it's David Beckham in a Pepsi advert. He just says one word, and um, <clears throat> it was in. It was uh, set in like the Wild West, the wildest of all the Wests, yeah. when they're all dressed as cowboys. Oh, Figo might have been in that one as well. I think there was a yeah. lot of the, yeah. the lads the in there. Mm. Yeah, exactly, and uh, they're all dressed up, trying to look all mean, and they, they swagger into the saloon. And Beckham, <laughs> for some reason, has chosen to say the line. Maybe it's because it's for the English television yeah. audience, and he just looks at the bar, very macho environment, and he just goes. Pepsi. (laughs) 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 Oh dear, Deebeck. You're not old enough even to drink a soft drink based on on that voice. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to give Luke the points. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. I think an honourable mention should go to Ronaldo in The Simpsons. Uh, yep. Where he yeah. causes an argument between Lisa and Homer, and one of them one of them's involved in coaching a soccer team, and he's got one line in it, which is another family ruined by Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> no, very good, good stuff. Sorry, sorry, sinister. Um, uh, right, the League Cup has been decided. Um, Swansea beat Bradford City five goals to nil, which uh, wasn't surprising, was it, Jim? Not really. No, um, it's a shame <laughs> for Bradford getting the goalkeeper sent off, and it's sort of, it was. Yeah, I mean, they were three 0 down at that point anyway, and it was even then it wasn't really a contest, but. Mm. 
wouldn't it? But I mean, you know, Bradford getting to the final, such a magnificent achievement. Yeah. And Swansea's well, first, uh, Swansea's first major final, and of course, first major trophy, therefore. And they're in Europe now. It's, right. it's mm. absolutely yeah. staggering, isn't it? It's season after promotion, they've won a trophy, and they're in Europe. It's, it's brilliant. <laughs> and they're going to love that. They're a, de- they're a definite team that could do something in um, in the Europa League. Well, yeah, they'll, they'll have so much momentum behind them because the fans will be so up for it. You know, you'd argue they're, mo- they're better suited to Europe than they are the Premier League. They knock it Possibly. about, really yeah, nice. yeah. and they gave Bradford a good old fashioned shellacking, didn't they? Mm. Like, and they won't stoke it as well. Play mm. like a no. team away to Valencia or something. No, not, not on loud drops watch. <laughs> <laughs> not on loud drops watch. Well, you yeah. can't even pick the penalty uh, taker. No. Right, yeah. that was funny, wasn't it? Really strange. Nathan <laughs> Dyer had a great game, scored two goals, and then uh, given the uh, Swansea won a penalty, the Guzman won the penalty and obviously wanted to take it I, th- I think it solid the occasion actually I think it was a, it did a it little bit it was a bit unedifying to see yeah. that's the third also time disrespectful to Bradford as well yeah because I mean Nathan Dyer wanted to take it because he's on the hat trick that's fine right yeah De Guzman should have given him the penalty. He should have given it. There was, if there was no designated penalty taker, he should have given it to him. It's no but big deal. He's won the way. penalty though. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean much, does it? I mean, Arsenal, Arsenal, I think either have a case. But I think Arsenal got a tradition where whoever wins the penalty never takes it. That's what they used to have anyway. It, I don't know. It was when Henri and Perez and yeah. were there. So I just think it's just it just it just really sullied it for me. I thought you know it's a showpiece occasion. It's at Wembley. It doesn't really matter. You're going to win the game anyway. It was a little bit of a shame because it makes Nathan Dyer out. To be a bit selfish, a bit—it's uh, all about the personal glory, which of course he isn't. I wouldn't have thought. Mm. I think it also makes the Guzman look like that. You yeah, know, true. He just I mean, his goal in the final. yeah. When Swansea score, it should be um, a great celebration of my goodness. You know, we're four 0 up or whatever it was in, in in a final, and he sort of trudges off to the halfway line. Slightly pissed off. Yeah, I think I think the Guzman might have said to him, Nathan, you may have been caught on CCTV allegedly stealing people's handbags in the nightclub, <laughs> but you're not stealing this penalty from me. Is that so right? Get yourself back down to the halfway line instantly. Alleg- possibly, what it may have happened. Yeah, may yeah. Not I happen. think I might have seen that reported somewhere. I, d- I did <laughs> find it funny though, as, as Loudrup said after the game, and you touched on it, Pete, that he just said we haven't won a penalty all season, and I forgot to designate um, a penalty taker before the match. Oi, Loudrup out. Well, on the basis <laughs> of that, um, it was re- the only thing that was quite funny about not it. The eyes. Cause it wasn't. It wasn't that great to see but it, the funny thing about it was you could just see Nathan Dyer just over and over again go to anyone he would listen hat trick hat trick hat trick <laughs> to everyone like he had some sort of hat trick Tourette they yeah. would be like Bradford City players looking at him and he'd be going hat trick and they'd be like, okay, just get on with it <laughs> I was genuinely gutted about it one of the things I also thought was brilliant was how mental the Swansea fans went when they went 5-0 up they yeah. were still just so delighted you know yeah, they clearly won the game it's the last minute just like <laughs> just the sheer joy of it it was beautiful I would have probably nicked off Games won. Yeah, get away from get the ahead traffic. of that traffic. It's a nightmare in Wembley. Yeah, yeah. That, um, it was that um, guy who um, skipped off before he knocked. Oh, his that was team, so good. Was <laughs> no, Did you hear that? What was that one? Some guy. Um, Coventry, Coventry, Coventry. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. Coventry fan. Oh, well, that's right. Go he on. rang into a radio phone in complaining about one thing or another saying we, oh, it was the game we needed to win and you know 0-0's not good enough and they basically won 2-0 but he left before the end two <laughs> 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 minutes before the end he got it broken to him on the radio and he was like I'm not having that I'm not having that and the professor's going well what else it's <laughs> happened <laughs> yeah exactly. it's, it's not a big it's not a, it's not a uh, big town commentary <laughs> no know, exactly. people will know him but yeah, yeah. did he want to uh, finish the discussion on the premise that they drawn he starts going to lie to the nation alright fine we'll pretend he starts turning around to his mates turning them <laughs> well. It's really, really odd. Yeah, it's really odd. <laughs> but uh, anyway, back to the League Cup. It was a fantastic win for Swansea, and I mean, it, it wasn't surprising, was it? I mean, we we spoke about um, Bradford after they beat Aston Villa in the semi-final, and said in a game like that, 
Bradford could kind of sit back and, and, and play for set pieces mm-hmm. and that's what they did superbly Swansea a different kettle of fish really the, the way they knocked the ball around it was always going to be incredibly difficult for Bradford oh, yeah, I think also you've got um, the situation where the pitch is wide yeah. big expansive team like Swansea Swansea we knew they could pass them to death because mm. I mean all due respect to Bradford I mean they've done very well to get there but they're not going to have the ability to or the fitness or the, the technical ability yeah. to, to, to deal with it I think also the the, the, the psychological edge of, of having a home advantage in um, in one of the legs or, or the rounds you know against Arsenal and yeah. who spoke against it's taken away uh, from Aston Villa yeah. it's taken away and it's suddenly it's Wembley and as we've seen before players have it's hard to say that they've um, crapped themselves but they, it's like bloody hell we're here yeah, yeah I mean even from playing in the Premier League you know the Swansea players know what it's like to go to these big stadiums obviously yeah. Wembley's bigger but it's you know it's just not it's not the same for, for Bradford yeah and you They're see Bradford City players like taking photos on the camera phone of the stadium mm. and stuff and, and I think Loudrop would have said to, Swan, to the Swansea team before Andy they no said pictures. look just play your game just knock it about don't panic if you don't score early on mm. you're going you're to pass this team to death they, they pass yeah. Premier League teams to death sometimes yeah. they're going to pass League Two team to death, you know. Brendan yeah. Rodgers would have been proud. He would have been. Yeah. Probably took the credit as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, excellent stuff for Swansea and, and hard luck for, for Bradford City. Uh, moving on to the Premier League, uh, Manchester City beat Chelsea two 0 probably the, the biggest game of the weekend. Nice to see Jack Rodwell starting. Mm. Joe Hart saved a Frank Lampard penalty, and then they went on to win two 0 on the penalty. I s- thought this before about Lampard. He only hits it. Down to the keeper's right Or straight down the middle It always uh, Mm. Mystifies me Why A goalkeeper Would never just Immediately go For that right side Like Joe Hart did Perhaps on England duty He's seen Lampard Do that a lot of times But just a little bit Of research there You know he takes Mm. penalties All the time He never hits it To the keeper's left Or very very rarely To be fair though Lampard does take A very good penalty It's a great save Sure but I'm saying That he's put it To the keeper's right Before and sent Keepers the wrong way Give yourself a chance Is what you're saying Exactly He only puts it In one place or the other But I think that um, Hart obviously made a mend for his error and, uh, by saving the penalty but it was a really good strong hand as well to very strong it. I mean regardless of Lampard always putting it there he probably didn't put it quite as far on the corner as he wanted to but it still had to be a very sharp save because it was hit hard yeah, and low as well forgive me I don't want to take anything away from Joe Hart I think probably my least favourite thing about the game was how the, the, the sort of comment, commentary um, on match of the day in particular uh, they were still really trying to sell the idea that City is still in it you know yeah. as if there are a couple of points behind United <laughs> <laughs> sell the product sell the product yeah. it's not over it's right it's you're, boring you're absolutely right Jim and the thing is Man United aren't only that far ahead they're actually accelerating away as well I mean they're, yeah. they're better form than Man City even now it's not as like Man City are ch- chasing them down I mean it was a good win for them uh, Gary Cahill said some quite interesting things after the game it was either after the game or it was uh, earlier today um, I saw it in the newspaper he said that um, he was annoyed about how how much the defend- defenders had to defend if you know what I mean how mm. they had, they didn't feel they had yeah, the protection yeah it was all City yeah it was wasn't it it really it, was, yeah, it was. Yeah. Tevez's goal was mm. one of those ones it's such a satisfying strike for all those who are watching it and involved I thought Ivanovic <laughs> was poor didn't come out to him anywhere near yeah, of turned his back just really really token effort it was I thought generally Colo Toure was excellent as well um, criticised him before for being a bit off the pace but he was, he was magnificent so he yeah. did really really well when Ramirez had broken through it, it, it looked for all the world that he'd, he'd find the space to score but Toure just covered so much ground it was brilliant yeah. was really, really nice to see Rodwell back as well it, kind it, of like, it was bearing in mind like his age compared to a lot of like you know the, the, the big hitters like your Tevez yeah. like your Torres mm. and stuff you know they're cracking off for 27 28 he's, he's going to have much mm. more drive because he needs a career effectively yeah. he needs to play doesn't he yeah. but you can, play, you can yeah. forget about these players if he, if, you know, if he goes the rest of the season not playing much 
Um, you well, know, Scott Sinclair. I mean, no one's talking about him. He could be at Swansea lifting a trophy this weekend. Yeah. Exactly. You know, but you worry for those kind of players. We've said it before. You know that they, they go to a big club. You get used to that enormous stadium and the hope of playing and the big wage, and you can just get caught in that conveyor belt. And you could argue it happened to Scott Parker for a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did. He, he made it. The problem is we we discussed this before. These players will naturally be very confident individuals, and they always back themselves. And you can't. You almost can't blame them for taking the the transfer. Oh no! Yeah, of course. <coughs> all, I'm sure we'd all. Yeah. Think about it a lot and then do it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah Torre's goal was superb. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's such a good player. And that's not—I'm not breaking new ground by saying that. But it was a satisfying goal. The way he sort of dropped his shoulder, yeah. sent the defenders mm. the wrong way, put it right in the corner as well. The quality of Torre, you know, makes it quite starkly clear how difficult a task Jack Rodwell has got to get into that <laughs> yeah, midfield right. on a regular basis. When you look at the, you know, they're just an absolute class of those players that are in there yeah. already. Mm. But good on him. And good luck mm. to him. He played very well. And those City players have kept them in the league title race. Yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah, over. Right. It could go to the last day. I mean the. <laughs> last minute of the last yeah. you know probably be over by mid-April but yeah. you never know <laughs> yeah. you never know um, Newcastle United Peter scored four goals at, ho- at home against Southampton and, and they got two um, uh, due to a large number of Frenchmen in the club the Geordies dubbed the day French Day and handed out berets to the fans and played the French National Anthem before kick-off we're all fans of the French National oh, that's Anthem brilliant. so that's absolutely the fine the lyrics are horrifying if you read the translation oh, of the yeah, remind me, absolutely terrifying remind me. it's, it's, I, I, it's I, like um, it's like killing the Children of the yeah. your enemies and stuff like that. It's yeah. quite, it's quite. Where there's a horrible, very yeah. aggressive. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought it was all about cheese yeah. <laughs> and baguettes. Papi Cito's goal was a beaut. Mm. It was oh, a fuck scud of a goal. <laughs> 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 your boy esque it was. In off the bar, lovely. I'd like to have seen Newcastle United follow the French Day thing through, uh, and had made and they've been amazing about the part you did like his post match in French. That was so yeah. good. <laughs> like his match, the match of the interview in French. Joey Barton. Then, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're a bit of Barton England. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I'm just glad that nobody blacked up like when Hullet joined the club. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's progress, isn't it? It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can look at his progress. Said that he spent um, the night before in a French restaurant, like not yeah. the whole night. That sounds a bit weird. But he had, he had, yeah, yeah, he had yeah. a meal in a French He's restaurant. A woke manager. up on the floor, <laughs> <laughs> and he says he's like he, Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> and he said that he um, he had an ingestion all night. I love that going back to the Hullet thing very briefly of course um, I love that the Geordies are very welcoming people well we want to make it feel welcome no, no <laughs> you've gone too far <laughs> I know your heart's in the right place but you just can't do that yeah. anymore um, the your say- face paint is emphatically in the wrong place <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the Cissé goal um, few goals you describe as crashing in yeah, and that was one yeah. of them Glorious. Not even the best in the weekend, though, to be fair. Well, we'll come on to that. There were some beauties. Come on to that. No, it's a good good win for Newcastle. Very important. And I think think that's the main point that kind of needs to be made there. It it kind of took the pressure off a little bit because it was was a very, very important game, bearing in mind where Newcastle Mm. was very precarious and bearing in mind they played in the week at... uh, uh, yes, metalist. metalist. That was good. That they next, haven't they? Say again. Got Anshi next. <coughs> yeah, that'd be, yeah, yeah. that'd be tough. Ooh, the, I quite like the. I, I quite liked um, the last match in uh, Europe where all you could hear was a party going, "Color, color, color, color." He did it about seven times. <laughs> did he? Color, did he? Color. <laughs> You're making them sound Japanese, there, Pete. Kaolau I was just yeah. I was, I was suddenly saying Kaolau Kaolau He obviously wanted to get get the attention Because basically what he thinks is If he's not careful And if he turns his back Kaolau Try to the plane to Argentina <laughs> 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 All you'll see is just the captain's armour on the floor <laughs> a, w- a wig on the floor It was a wig in the end With a post-it note saying Thanks, bye yeah. <laughs> Are there any airport hubs around here? <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, Ricky Lambert scored his 100th goal for Southampton Well yeah, I was going to say yeah. that um, Southampton actually played well under Pochettino So it's 
Yeah. It wasn't. It's not. An, I mean, maybe at the first glance for for Newcastle being at home, it looked like a, an easy game, but I don't think it was that. And there's always positives for Salanta to take from that by scoring two guys away from mm. home and that sort of thing. Stinking own goal as well. And, and, oh yeah, oh, that was <laughs> no, that's yeah, what could he do about that? <laughs> an own goal. And, and the reality of the situation is, Salanta will start this season because there's more than two teams worse than them. So mm. I mean, and well, so they're going to be okay. I think we're probably about a month away from the relegation battle getting amazing. Getting yeah, really yeah. good mm. and being fun. Mm. That leads us neatly on to QPR. They lost at home to Manchester United at 2 0. Oh, mate, United won't get relegated, mate. Do you not think? Nah, they're right. fine, they'll be fine. My yeah. prediction of QPR pulling off a shock win was yeah, perhaps but naive. <laughs> <laughs> but this yeah. is kind of their bonus yeah. ball, wasn't it, really? The rest mm. of the matches, they, their run of games in the next six, I think, they just, they, they're six pointers every single one. They've got, they've got yeah. winnable games, haven't they? They've got yeah. uh, Samantha away, mm. um, Villa, got Villa. Aston Villa, yeah, Villa. Sunderland at home. They've got some good, easy, not easy games, but games you think, look, if you want to have any chance basically games that you think if you don't win though you don't deserve being in the league so Manchester, simple as that. we said on what Manchester United <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> who could be yeah, Luke yeah, yeah. little nod to Andy Gray for <laughs> which will uh, uh, resolve the uh, football sorry. manager thing next week oh yeah because yeah. <laughs> we haven't quite got through it yet yeah. uh, it's, it's emotional oh, it always is with the football ramble uh, Raphael Mm, my favourite of the turtles. He scored an absolute rasper, did he yeah. not? One yeah. of those straight. It was yeah. perfect. It was cool but crude. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Put your clothes back on. Nice. Um, Ryan Giggs scored uh, his 999th goal in his 999th appearance, yeah, or something st- impressive. To your mad running order. I- impressive yeah. stat like that. He something that's going to break some part of computing. Like you know, yeah. like, <laughs> nine, nine, if something gets a nine nine nine, you think. Can we? Add, is this space for another one there? When we get yeah. to a thousand, yeah, yeah, yeah. otherwise we're going to fuck this up. Like yeah. the goal. I, I, yeah. the most beautiful and exciting moment in Premier League history. Arsenal at home to Liverpool, ninety nine minutes, and it was ticket, and it went to a hundred. <laughs> that <laughs> lead like, up yeah. to the hundred. I'll tell you what, Stressful. Premier League, the DVDs should be released <laughs> to that. Can you let me know when you're going to start counting Harry Redknapp, and I'll get involved. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to just jump in with it. Um, so yeah, Giggs of course um, is one appearance away from a thousand uh, appearances for Manchester United. Magnificent stuff. Uh, elsewhere in um, uh, in QPR land, Tony Fernandez says Harry Redknapp will stay with the club even if they go down. Does Redknapp know this? Luke, I like it. I like the, the idea of Fernandez like, having his weekly meeting with Red and going to him. You said you were going to win more games than this. This yeah. is like the, your end of the bargain here. They've won two games all season. You're enjoying it, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. No, because I like QPR. I think they're a good club. I wouldn't want to see them go, get ruined yet again. Oh, Bring back the plastic pitch. Come on. Yeah. Now, yeah. brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah, most of them did that. Yeah. Um, you can't really blame Red now, though, can you? Yeah. <laughs> I think you can. <laughs> Yeah. I like to blame a mythical chimera of uh, Redknapp and um, Hughes. Hughes Knapp, I call yeah. him. Okay. I mean, they're in a bit of a state when Hughes was there, clearly, when he took over, but you'd expect a bigger return. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They spent a lot of money, and they have not had that little boost that the new manager comes in, and, no. you know, that sort of whole confidence man thing that you know Redknapp supposedly brings just hasn't happened. But apparently, it's still, it's still ridiculous. Even the new players coming in, Jermaine Genus, his first touch was absolutely blimey, yeah. shocking against United. But apparently, Basinga's attitude's changing. Yeah. Well, Redknapp also wants to leave di- for definite. <laughs> <laughs> Redknapp also said that um, not tentative yeah he's, he's, he's so annoying <laughs> Bussingler that he refuses to leave when the general transfer window's open when it's closed he said he wants to go yeah. that's how infuriating it is but Redknapp <laughs> said something which would have made me really worried if I was a QPR fan it was something on, on the lines of oh if we can just keep Bobby Zamora fit I think we'll be okay yeah. I was like really? <laughs> do you <laughs> actually think that? the man who's fallen out of love of football yeah, yeah he sounds like a match winner to me yeah, yeah. 
they're in real trouble I mean they've got winnable games but I mean the way they're going you don't really see him picking up too many points Zamora needs to get his England career back on track he does long time. big time um, uh, elsewhere in West London <laughs> um, Fulham beat Stoke City 1-0 the burb with a beauty oh, yeah. magnificent. the Ruiz with a beauty they just handled yeah. it into the post oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems to get away I'll just it. pop this in with my hand if that was Suarez we'd be shitting a brick now wouldn't can we? I, yeah that's true can I say that Berbatov's volley better than Zidane's in the Champions League final no you cannot no okay. you can say it yeah you can say what you want but I mean it yeah. I, I mean, like the we way we can talk about ex-Fulham players but doing naughty things this week Marcus if you want you know we can really sort of Mr Fulham fan don't start that I'm not a Fulham fan um, I like the way with Berbatov's goal he actually looked around oh there's no one around me bang yeah, just, yeah. Boot, just booted it in well, that's true oh, oh, I can Martin try Yoss. at my own pace yes <laughs> do what I want I <laughs> think that, that was goal of the weekend for me I think mm, I'd, yeah. I'd rate that about the Raphael I preferred Raphael's did you yeah although his celebration was annoying Raphael's it's like yeah do that all the time you don't we know you don't you never do that yeah Berbatov's celebrated but you would, wouldn't you? If you the best goal of the last 20 years. Martin yeah. <laughs> Pete, is it the best goal you've ever seen? <laughs> it, is, it is the best goal, and then some, Luke. Yeah. Um, Martin Yell said that um, he tells Berbatov all the time that he doesn't score enough volleys, and that's why Berbatov ran over to is that right? uh, Martin Yell. Glorious. <laughs> Bit rude. Take I bet they have some lovely conversations. You score on fatty. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Stephen and Zonzi getting rolled up by the crowd and just having a go at like thousands oh, yeah. of people at, at once. once. And then, well, he, and then really he had funny. a little. Um, Slap punch on uh, Ruiz on yeah. the wrong man because yeah, it was Berbatov yeah. who. Yeah. <laughs> he was lucky to get away with that as well. That's a, surely a straight red. Well, yeah, he was indeed. He, he sort of got. He, he was indeed. quite angry for quite a long time as well. Well, even after it had blown over, he still sort of carried on. Yeah, like, yeah. He, like yeah, he did have. You know, his face was bleeding. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is true. Uh, yeah. He wasn't happy. Oh, Zons. Who else was not happy? David Moyes hmm. He's, yeah. uh, he was furious good link um, thank you <laughs> I, I struggled there uh, Norwich says he beat um, Everton 2-1 Grant Holt with an injury time winner mm. but David Moyes was unhappy as he felt the referee should have blown up before the goal went in it's quite a simple concept a minimum <laughs> of three minutes yeah mm. anything above that is still a minimum of three that's minutes. like if you go to um uh, you know, travel agents and they do flights from two hundred and ninety nine yeah. pounds. We well, mean it's three hundred and fifty quid. Yeah. Well from yeah. two hundred and ninety nine pounds. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I yeah. agree. That's all we can say on that really. That, that, go, that goal was all about Basong for me because he leapt so so high. I, I think that Oh the equaliser. Yeah, because he was rested against Liverpool and they got absolutely pumped. I just think Basong is just the key to their season. I really do. I think he's brilliant. He's weighed him a few goals as well. Mm. It's always lovely to see um as I, as I have a little drink. Try and swallow the drink before you. Uh... <laughs> well, I thought you were going to talk a little bit longer. <laughs> so you thought you'd jump in with a mouthful of juice? <laughs> yeah. I had to save it somehow. Jim. A, mouth, a mouthful of man juice. <coughs> a hero. A, a hero. That come on. A, <laughs> Did you say that's a shame? Yeah. A hero that's... with a mouthful of juice is better than no hero at all, Jim. What is that's, um, that's not a Bible. Where were we? Oh yeah, Norwich. It's lovely to see Chris Hutton going crazy at the end of a game mm, when, yeah. it, when it won it. Glorious and Grant Holt as well. Talking yeah. of England careers. <clears throat> Hey, there's another one. <laughs> it's not like one. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a great win for Norwich because their form, uh, their form recently has been absolutely shocking. It's the first one in, in completely ages, isn't it? Like completely so ages, completely um, ages. Another two-one result. There we go. Uh, it was West Brom two, Sunderland one. Lukaku uh, with, with two goals. The second one, yeah. it was the most determined goal. <laughs> yeah. Charged it down like a bison. He charged yeah. that into the back of the net. It's brilliant. He's a terrifying man. He's great. 
It was it was absolutely superb. Um, I mean, he nearly ran it into the net, didn't he? Really? I, I mean, it's going to be really interesting in the summer to see when he goes back to Chelsea what's going to happen. Because yeah, Chelsea, if he goes back to Chelsea, they might give him another season somewhere. Well, I'd like to see him go back there because I mean, Chelsea have got to bite the bullet with Torres. Surely yeah. they're going to have to move him on somewhere. And so then you've got Lukaku and Barr and, and, and one or two others. But I mean, they'll be probably looking at trying to get Falcao as well. You know, oh man, keep Lukaku. As yeah. an impact player, I say. Well, I think I don't know, but he's so young. Is it not better to give him more football and then bring him when, bring him in when he's ready to sort of contribute all the time? I think you know when he was initially signed and you know when all this noise was coming out of Belgium about how good he was, people were saying, "Oh, he's like the new Drogba," and that's such a lazy thing to compare one footballer to another and call them the new anyone. But it actually does look valid for once. He's <laughs> such a similar sort of player. It's just got that nuisance value. But if you were a Chelsea fan, sorry about that. But if you were a Chelsea fan <laughs> um, <laughs> and you um, and you're 15 minutes from the end of a game and, and you know you can bring Lukaku on, you'd just be so devastated. And, you know, he's he, we don't know that he can do that, though, do we? I mean, you can say that about Jacko because he's proven he can do it. But Lukaku, you know, he's playing full games. We but he's not starting he every game. Fifteen minutes. He's been he's been he's been used off the bench uh, earlier in the season when West Brom were using Longmore. Yeah, but he's sort of you know he, he's really picked up since he's got more time, as, <coughs> as makes sense. What well, I did find funny was the um, was the reception that Peter Odem apology got yeah. um, <laughs> when he came off the bench. Like, yeah, you know, he seemed to just smile it off. It's quite an awkward situation for everyone. Yeah. Isn't it? It's quite awkward to look at, really. It, it really, really was. It was a bit <laughs> like Kirby. Enthusiasm, yeah. in a way, and that you just sort of, like, I'm enjoying this because it's something I like. But oh. Oda <laughs> Wingy is the Larry David of the Premier League, is what yeah, you're basically. Yeah, that's, that's what he's you know brought himself down to. <laughs> Wasn't nice all that because he's a good player, Oden Wingy, and he's played well for West Brom. But yeah, oh well, the lure of Harry in West London. Eh? Yeah. Uh, right then, let's go to League One. Two points separate first and sixth in this league, and Swindon Town the second, only one point off the top. Uh, last week, of course, as mentioned on the Football Ramble and in other media outlets, Paolo Di Canio quit his managerial post. We're not going to talk about League One football. I'll tell you that right now. We're going to, <laughs> we're going to talk about um, what Paolo Di Canio did, according to reports. Um, this was after he told the club's new owners, who took control during all this Di Canio uh, quitting business, that he'd return if he was given more money. <laughs> For himself or the club? I'm, I'm confused. No, yeah, he, he said, I'll come back if you give me Paolo Di Canio more money well he was initially annoyed because they sold Matt Ritchie without, yeah. without checking with him yeah. that was the, what initially happened mm. I believe do you think he's a man who um, relishes a knee jerk reaction yeah <laughs> I, th- I think yeah. I imagine he's the sort of person who walks around imagining being slighted yeah. And just sort of going through what he'd do in these scenarios in his head all day, mm. just being angry in his mind about things that have never happened. Yeah, I, I think that he's. I think to talk about it sort of slightly more seriously, he that's a, he's a massive asset for them where he was because of his experience as a player, things he's achieved, his motivational techniques w- would be really, he's done really very good well. For, yeah, but with that comes the flip side that he's so fiery and he's mm. just so he's never more than a, a minute away from a mental decision. I mean, we saw the problems he had with the goalkeeper back in the day and oh, yeah. the different problems they've had. So the I mean, day. I think it was always going to end like this. And the one thing that's really surprising, I think, is that um, apparently on Twitter the other day, David Gold was retweeting calls from West Ham fans for De to be the next manager, even though he's Sam Allardyce is still in the job. <laughs> that's very and, then, and then when he weird. got when he got criticised for it, he said, "Oh yeah, you know, it's just interesting to see everyone's opinion." It's like you. You can't do that. No, That's no, outrageous. That. that really undermines cup of gravy. Yeah, but it? back to Swindon. Uh, Paolo Di Canio <laughs> got his um, cup of gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Paolo Di Canio um, then apparently went on a midnight raid uh, to the club's offices. 
Decano said it wasn't a raid. He said he just wanted to collect his personal be- belongings when no one else was around. His personal boggling. <laughs> <laughs> that looked after his affairs. Yeah. Um, the personal belongings included some pictures of him that he'd asked the club to produce. That is sordid sounding, isn't that it? That is terrible, right? Yeah. Earth is this? Just imagine just his legs are Kimbo. Deal with it. <laughs> Pulls you in the background. <laughs> Second reference. I mean, if you if you take it, I mean, any manager would be annoyed. Yes. That, I mean, Matt Ritchie was sold to Bournemouth, who mm. are promotion fucking rivals for them. Yeah. yeah how annoying for half a million? I mean, how yeah. annoying would that be? Yeah, he's one of their be- better players. You know, he scored quite a few goals. I mean, any manager would be annoyed about that, wouldn't mm. they? And completely understandably so. Yeah. And you'd want those paintings back. Um, he did confess that there was a small amount of damage caused in removing the items. <laughs> what, when he <laughs> swung a baseball bat around the office? <laughs> I don't know. Presumably pulling the blue tack off yeah. it, sort of yeah. the, the paperwork. Yeah. But um, he did say his former assistant, Fabrizio uh, Picaretta, has offered to pay for it. Right. Smoke's green. Why, so, was he, why was he involved? Why is he involved? Why is he offering to pay for it? Why is it Picaretta going, no, you pay for it. <laughs> you did it. You Flaming baseball yeah. bat. <laughs> <laughs> you put the petrol bomb through the window. There's nothing to do with me. I didn't even know I was going to be a getaway driver. I thought we were just going out. I was on the lawnmower on the pitch. Just, just, uh, just two bored security guys, just like you know, sitting up, having a cup of coffee, you know, chatting about, oh, what's, what's the wife? In, what's the, how are the kids? And then just seeing this on a VDU screen, this figure just kicking shit out of a door. Like, Is that Paolo Di Canio? The celebrated footballer? Is he still manager? I can't remember. <laughs> it doesn't look like it. <laughs> Is that someone? That's Paolo Di Canio. Yeah. No, no one else would want those pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. And then someone walking in going, Matt Ritchie's not in here, I told you we sold him. <laughs> Maybe it's just Norman thinking, oh, he's just lost his keys again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Is that a flaming baseball bat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, from an Italian to Italy. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, that, yes. Sh- that felt like it should have worked, yeah. but it didn't. You've been away at Lynx. I'm school. back, baby. As Lynx go, that was a no brainer, <laughs> but it still didn't work. <laughs> Ah, well, you're all a bit rusty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the the Milan derby. This is like when um, Zenit signed Hulk. It's like we, you're upset the apple cart here. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> big man's coming on big wages? We're not happy about it. <laughs> We're knocking down the chairman's door with Paolo de Canio. Ah, speak the Lord Ramble. Right. Um, <laughs> it was the Milan derby, uh, and it ended one all. Um, uh, I, I swear when I went away Milan weren't doing that well and I come back they're up to third well third um, at the time of recording has Lazio played tonight that was a proper flair ridden derby someone called it a fog in the lungs derby oh lovely yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Milan haven't lost in all competition any competition this year their last defeat was away to Roma on 22nd of December what a result over Barcelona as well two former Portsmouth players you feel a strange swell of pride in that still making a contribution hey, he the wagged game. the finger of victory there at yeah. the bottom of League One almost forgotten about Still making a contribution to the world's game, to your game, to our game, <laughs> to their game. Yeah, yeah. influence. I'd just like to say, you are welcome, Milan. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was when Milan went there and scraped a, a, a point yeah. in the Europa League, they yeah. thought this city deserves better. This is yeah. how you play. We learn something yeah. tonight. Feed a club, yeah. one might say. As Brendan Rodgers would say, you train dogs. We like to educate players. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, I like that. Um, yeah, Milan. Genuinely likes that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not laughing at him, laughing with him. Yeah. All the way. Um, yeah, Milan, uh, uh, much better. Balotelli. That was glorious to, to get the reports in, all the goals he's been scoring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, 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 he's less so the racism of the Darling. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, he didn't. Um, he didn't um, yeah, he didn't 
sort of do that well against Inter. I mean, I, I think he, he missed he, a few chances. He got the impression he? he was trying a bit too hard. Yeah, he struck the post very cleanly with his, you know, boot. <laughs> right, you go. Consolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't count though. Um, but yeah, Inter was slightly fortunate to, to get a point there. Well, they changed it up. No, they got outplayed and they changed it up. And a lot of people have said that Stramaccioni's biggest question mark is whether he can change things up during a game. And I think he sort of did that. <clears throat> yeah, that's still a very good result for them given the week they've had beating Barcelona. It's, it's going to take it out of you. You know, that's so many teams have a Champions League ha- hangover and a draw in, in that fixture is fine for the game where they are now. Would you have them as favourites to beat Barcelona now? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I think you've got to. I think so. I can't. I mean, they'll go there and defend. I think I'd have Barca as slight favourites. Would well, you think Barca really? will beat Milan by a three-goal margin? I think they could do. Yeah. Well, they could. I think it's a reasonable chance. I mean, Javi's comments were really interesting. Where he said that you know the one thing that's been missing from from this great Barcelona side is that we've never had a real comeback win. We can hang our hats on, yeah. and he's mm. hoping that it'll be it'll come against Milan. That's really good mind games. Yeah, amazing. Lovely, lovely little moment. I, th- I think I think you know it wouldn't be. I mean, you wouldn't be completely outraged if they went not falling up against Milan, would you? No, no. You know. I'd be outraged, but, but I think it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you know it, it's still Milan. You know they're still good enough to play this one out. Mm. No, so of course it'd be fascinating to watch. Be a yeah. great game. I think that that result is an enormous result, and obviously it's only half time, as people say. Mm. But that's the kind of result that will make. Oddly enough, will make other teams in that competition think, "Bloody hell, we could we can go far in this," mm. because Barcelona are clearly the kind best of like side. Bayern did. I tell you what, Arsenal. Yeah, we'll come on to that when <laughs> the Bundesliga round up, Tim. But um, I don't take your point. Yeah. Um, but uh, I th- it is, isn't it? It's Barcelona are, are clear favourites for the competition. I mean, Real Madrid are obviously right up there, but. For the, the season they're having, Barca are favourites, and for Milan to really put themselves in pole position in that tie, other teams will be looking around thinking, "Bloody yeah, hell!" Not conceding an away goal as well is just yeah. massive. I, yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think um, I mean yeah, presumably if Barcelona go out, you got to have Bayern Munich as favourites. I think. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they beat Real Madrid last season. The well, they're not through yet, but we will talk about Bayern in the Bundesliga. I mean, Juventus right? can't be that far behind. Well, yeah, Juve as well. Mm. Juve as well. Um, but I really want to talk about Lazio president Claudio um, Lotito. Because he responded in the media um, after three visiting fans from Borussia Mönchengladbach were stabbed around the time of their Europa League game with Lazio. Um, yeah. And he uh, obviously, like, f- flipping horrible stuff, fans mm. getting stabbed, etc., etc. So um, you'd think a, a, a very uh, sensitive response <laughs> yeah. would be for the order of the day. He said, The mother of idiots is always pregnant. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> which is one of the best things a human being's ever uttered yeah, that's that's wonderful. I think we can all agree the mother of idiots is always pregnant that is beautiful this yeah. is nothing to do with Lazio uh. and anyway I spoke to the police the first two weren't real stabbings and the third one's just a scratch to the buttocks <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Wow oh, Taking it serious <laughs> That's yeah, one of my favourite quotes I think of the yeah. season so far Amazing The mother of idiots Is always pregnant mm. My goodness um, Juventus were back To winning ways In Serie A Beat Siena 3-0 After last week's Loss to, to Roma And um, Antonio Conte Slightly uh, Giving it the big one He's been linked To coaching jobs Outside of Italy He said I'm pleased to receive Marks of esteem From important clubs I quite like the way we That's where I put it yeah. It means that we are Working well They make Juventus happy too Because it means They chose well One and a half years Years ago, <laughs> uh, nice. I didn't see the Juve game, but I believe the Atomic Ant might have scored. He did. Oh, good. Nice okay. one. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And uh, good Pogba scored again. Did mm. he? Okay. Right. It really, as the weeks go on, you do realise why Manchester United was so keen to keep him. Yeah. Well, they nicked him in the first place. So I mean, it's, you know, That's justice. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's finally. Don't done. bother tweeting me, United fans. <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, let's go to the Bundesliga, where um, Bayern Munich beat Werder Bremen six-one. They were annoyed they never kept a clean sheet uh, in Jupp Henk's uh, 1000th Bundesliga game as coach 
Um, the thing is they yeah. rested two points they rested players like Dante uh, Contento Mario Gomez started um, Luis Gustavo started they Vederbrun aren't that bad no they're not no. yeah and then they had a player sent off but they aren't that bad <laughs> mm, and De Bruyne and they, scored a great goal for them actually they batted them 6-1 Jimbo yeah. you must be shitting your pants well, well, yeah, it's over you know, it's <laughs> they lost 3-1 at home against Bayern Arsenal they yeah. need to yeah, go yeah, there no, and win by three goals it's <laughs> not going to happen <laughs> Jim tell me something that's more likely to happen than that um, that Bayern all sort of sprout wings and decide <laughs> that they don't need to, football's beneath them now they, and they're all divine cre- creatures they and we'll just off. we'll get a 3-0 win yeah, um, but, but the thing is if that happens and they all fall off and Arsenal are literally playing against no one no but Arsenal will be aw- awarded no, a 3-0 win that job's are good next round oh fair enough Barcelona so could still, could still <laughs> full steam to the final <laughs> get around Madrid which is in North London not far away Wembley yeah, yeah home I advantage. do not see a and problem and we were brilliant at Wembley before yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere isn't everywhere it everywhere you look there's <laughs> 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 I should get a bye to the final <laughs> oh we're Wembley I know it's a new Wembley but it feels the same yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if it was Bradford City yeah, yeah. it was yeah. Bradford City well yeah a while ago and one thing that's oh, important to remember that about the Bundesliga by the way chat I thought you could say why don't they ball, ball on a plinth what yeah. really yeah ball on a plinth they get it right don't they the best they league just in the world get it right they do indeed Bayern are 17 points clear at the top so maybe they're not doing everything right Dortmund for me they're going to win it well <laughs> they're, they're second the current champions Dortmund Eintracht Frankfurt still up there in fourth place quite nice mm. but speaking of Dortmund though did you hear that a married couple in Germany are taking their neighbours to court all because of a Borussia Dortmund flag uh, apparently the sound of the flag um, that t- is in uh, one of the gardens as it's flapping away um, in, the, in the German wind uh, it's disturbing uh, in the German wind <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a David Hasselhoff album yeah. <laughs> um, the, the flag is disturbing um, uh, a couple who are their neighbours from Reading in Peace um, uh, not the most disturbing flag I've seen in Germany no I, <laughs> over, over the years um, a, a spokesman I love this I love how the club was asked to comment on this the spokesman for, for Borussia Dortmund just said the club stays out of disputes among neighbours if it was me if, <laughs> if I was happened a lot if I was a spokesman for Dortmund I'd go what no, what no fuck off <laughs> would you like to comment on it no, not really no. <laughs> yeah are you still there are you still there <laughs> right let's go to league <laughs> <clears throat> oh, D Beck. Nah, D There's a bit of a buzz on the line, so I'm just a little bit worried. That's why I've gone all quiet. Paris but I'm going to start shouting now. <laughs> <laughs> Paris Saint Germain 2, Olympic Marseille 0. D Beck. D Beck came off the bench for a 15 minute cameo as PSG move 8 points clear of Marseille got his Hollywood shot with Zlatan didn't he yep Zlatan <laughs> scored for. the second and jumped uh, David Beckham jumped into the big Swede's arms I was, uh, that's a little bit cynical for me do you think but, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, jumping, yeah jumping into he was, that, jumping into the tallest man on the field <laughs> he did just score a goal accidentally so, they just run up to him someone was saying to me um, earlier they thought it was um, there's no way they'd be that good friends by now I mean it's, yeah, it's yeah, a bit exactly. over familiar I thought it was, it was a, bit, a bit over familiar yeah. there's a lovely shot where Zlatan's kind of just in Beckham's midriff sort of thing and just he closes his eyes slightly and it is a slightly loving Kind yeah. of, um, kind of scene, but uh, yeah, people are calling that some sort of assist from Derby Beckham. No, it's not. It was, it was a, it was a, a flick that was slightly awry at best. Anyway, you know, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was a nice part. No, he was involved in the goal. He was involved, I mean, in heavily it. involved in the goal, according to Gary Lineker's Twitter feed. <laughs> heavily. Involved. Were they trying to interview him during the game? 
Really? I saw, I'm pretty sure I saw people trying to interview Beckham it's during not, the game. It's not the strangest thing that happened around that game. What about um, before the match? They just, the PSG decided to honour former Brazilian international Ronaldo, former Brazil international, should I say? He was a special guest uh, at the match and was brought out just before kickoff when the teams were out. And he was uh, brought into the centre circle and given a PSG shirt with Ronaldo nine on the back, presented to him by Zlatan. He's never played for the club. Who? Very old. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. What the Brazilian Ronaldo? Yeah. Yes, former Brazil international Ronaldo. That is strange. Yeah, and and, and the thing is though, that, the thing is though that um, Zlatan kind of lifted up the shirt, showed it to all four corners mm. of the stadium, just went, yeah. This is the present. Get off the field. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a big coat, which is sensible. Yeah, no, he's, he's, um, he's lost a lot of weight now, hasn't he? Yeah. The thing is that that picture that he shows of his sort of stomach, that kind of like where your muscles start. Yeah, that, if you look dead onto a gut. It can sometimes fool you a little bit. I want if to you look dead onto a gut, it can sometimes fool you <laughs> yeah. a bit. He's I really thought the Lazio president's quote was my favourite. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. If you look dead on, I think you, you know I've done it plenty of times. You can hide a gut. He's a real gut connoisseur, on. is Pete um, Johnson, isn't he? The, re- the real talking point from that game was uh, Matthew Velbuena's nose. His nose is outrageous. I don't know what's happened to him. He, he looks like he's either been punched repeatedly in the face or he's had a nose job that's gone wrong. He genuinely looks like Robert De Niro raging balls. I'd still <laughs> say Beckham's camo is more of a talking point. Well, mm. that's where we disagree. Mm. Now it's time for Pete's game. Oh, it is time for Pete's game. Oh, yes. Apparently. Let me just um, click this thing on my thing. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Ready for Pete's game, everyone? Yeah. I hope we are already for Pete's game. We've got what to talk. Coming, there's a buzz on the line. Coming very, <laughs> coming very, very soon. Just uh, skip through a couple of these emails that have been sent. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. You alright? Yeah. Yes. Robert Dunn came up with this one. <laughs> Robert Dunn. Robert we Dunn. Ha- we hardly knew you. Romeo Dunn. <laughs> Romeo Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, in keeping with the uh, musical theme that we've been, uh, we've had the last few weeks, we've had uh, thrust upon us. Yeah, that you much. do have the option to change. Oh, by that the way, correct. all the Pete's games I got them all before you did, and that. Yeah. Uh, well, shut up, Marcus. Now too much having sex with. Prove it. Naughty guys. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> That's genuinely <laughs> the most annoying <laughs> you've ever sounded. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, stop lying, doing it. Lying bastard. Chris. Okay. Chris Commons people. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. You never not, not, like Chris Commons people. Oh, yeah, well, I get it. Is is it the yeah. <laughs> I know he's changed it or something. I thought yeah. Law and Order was going to be restored when I got back. I don't know who Law and Order is. You want to live like common people? You want to see whatever common people see? You want to sleep with common people? You want to sleep with common people like me? <laughs> um, right. I was, I was born in Stranra. Stop, Gordon Strachan. No. Stop, Stuart McCall. No. Stop. Uh, Ali McCoy. <laughs> no. I know it's not Ali McCoy. <laughs> I never played in the Scottish leagues. Ooh. 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 Interesting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I led my team to their first promotion to the top flight after beating Sunderland in the playoff final. Ah. Oh. Um. Oh, Sky. See, I, I want to know if they're Scottish international or not. Go on. You don't want to tell me away. Go on. Oh, no, I'm not. No, I am not. Um, my debut caused Mansfield to be docked two league points due to a uh, due to a uh, dodgy registration. Hmm. After a win ratio of under twenty five percent, I was fired as manager of Hibs. 
Marcus, this is right up your street. I know street. it is, and I'm like, Goodness me, this is this is a poetry for Marcus. You were really good at this in Vietnam, apparently. What's happened to you, mate? I was. You're in the back in the big leagues now. Yeah. Sven. Are there any no. more clues? Last clue. Last clue. <laughs> last clue. That's last clue. Last clue. <laughs> You've got all five. I'm oh, currently what's... assistant manager at Norwich. Who the hell is that? <sighs> you probably saw him dancing down the touchline at the weekend. Stop. Delia Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Not Delia Smith, no. Go on. This is poor from us. Colin Calderwood. Oh! oh. Marcus Marcus you're not so Paolo Di Canio you yeah. animal right. yeah, you're not thumping a prostitute now just because you're back from should we do some correspondence that's enough of all of that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> correspondence what have I Jim, back into? Jim you can get involved in this as well maybe you can think of one yeah um, Arsenal have announced £123 million worth of cash reserves don't spend it on good players the question to our um, listeners our esteemed listener base you of between <laughs> 8 and 10 people how many have you made up this week what would you buy with it and why um, it's not no you can think I'll do these and you can come, come up back at the end Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Haley says an Arsenal season ticket. Boom. Right. That's a dig. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Stevenson says 123 little-known French under-17 wingers. Right. That's, oh, that's another yeah, dig. Another dig. <laughs> yeah. I imagine a lot of these are going to be dicks. <laughs> yeah. Not so, practical uh, suggestions. James Brett says I would buy Jurassic Park and put Koscielny back into his natural habitat. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's nice. not a dig. Could you get Jurassic Park for 123 million? Probably not. Man, crap no. one. No, yeah. Um, Ed Baker says I'll use the money to create a real life Gunnosaurus, then make a statue of Pat Rice riding it with his shades on. <laughs> worth it. Yeah, worth <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, Gavin, this is one of my favourites. Gavin Williams says a bloody big war chest to store it in. First things first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> get your admin done. Nah. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tom Freese says I will give it to Sven and never hear from him again. <laughs> That gets my vote. Yeah. Um, Harry um, says on Twitter, a statue of Arsene Wenger with his big coat on, throwing down a water bottle in anger, which also doubles as a fountain. That's quite nice. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, Liam Morine says, I'd put it on Piers Morgan's head, then once caught and killed, parade his head around the Emirates, ending the trophy drought. Nice. Yeah. And Richard Dunn, just to finish, it's not the Richard Dunn, I don't think. Uh, I don't think it is, anyway. Um, He's really getting into the spirit. He says, yeah, that money's only a book entry. The actual cash at the bank will be a lot less. (laughs) <laughs> Cheers Richard I think that's my okay. favourite one yeah. <laughs> Well we'll see uh, what I'd spend it on It's some players <laughs> Yeah 123 players yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Another one of those next week probably not, probably not about Arsenal Because Jim looks genuinely upset <laughs> Oh ladies and gentlemen It's profile time again it's, We're back The yeah, Dean Windows no, Hall of Fame No profiles for the last three weeks yeah, I took the keys with me You yeah. get weird about it So yeah. we figured it wasn't worth the risk don't get weird about it you lot just get crap about no, it no you got weird about it because last time you were away I did one on Del Piero and it was the best one and all the distance agreed <laughs> and we all had a big party and then we were yeah. celebrating it yeah. for ages and you didn't come and Del Piero actually turned up and teaches a lot to take free kicks <laughs> yeah, yeah. alright we, we, we had a cardboard cut out of you in goal alright yeah. Bill Murray was there and yeah. everyone yeah. went in you didn't save a single one yeah apart from the one I purposely hit in your face yeah and then your head <laughs> fell off yeah it's yeah. Steve McManaman ladies and Hooray! gentlemen El Maca El Born on the 11th of Feb 1972 Oh just about Just under five years After the Summer of Love Mm. And three years Before the American involvement In the Vietnam War ended Yeah (laughs) Is that one staying in now? 
<laughs> We're going to have to do that one every No, no, don't worry well. about that. I just thought it was um, showing the, uh, the knowledge that I uh, gained while I was out there. Um, now, Steve McManaman. Oh, you, you, I don't, you don't really think of him that much, do you? Which is a strange one, because he was such a brilliant player. But you bloody should. He really should. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very much underrated uh, in his day, I think. Or actually, maybe not in his day, but maybe since his day. Yeah. I think because... Well, I can come on to this, I'm, I'm doing a Luke, but... Uh, his England career perhaps wasn't yeah well I mean the key part to that since you brought it up is that (laughs) is that he hardly played at World Cup 98 despite being like Mm. PFA player of the year or team in the PFA team of the year for like five seasons in a row or something he never got I think he played about 15 minutes in total yeah but again you know one of those players that we just didn't know what to do with (laughs) the last 20 years Mm. of uh, football the the, the really ironic thing about that is he could play all over the place (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) loads of things we can imagine him saying hold on I can play anywhere (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't matter where you put me I'm still pretty good you want to keep the ball do you (laughs) I'm still better than Rob Lee who's also in the squad no offence ow you know where the door is. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to have a bit of industry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, like a few others that went on to play for Liverpool, McManaman was an Everton fan growing up. Point number one. <laughs> um, who am I? <laughs> uh, he, he wanted to play for the Toffee Man, but Liverpool uh, apparently had a much better youth setup. So apparently, I think that's quite um, widely known. Certainly back in the day, and it offered uh, more to youngsters. Really, gave them more opportunities. So he he went there. And he was given the task of cleaning John Barnes' boots. I thought he was away to Liverpool instead of Everton because Liverpool offered him two years and Everton only offered him one. Yeah, but generally speaking, I think youngsters go, were, had more opportunities. Okay, right. Quite oddly. Fair enough. Well, he's cleaning John Barnes' boots, you say? Yeah. Nice. Big man mentored him as well. Those will test you. <laughs> Indeed, they were. Those big boots. Um, he. He became the first player to appear for England under-21s without any first-team experience. That soon came at the end of 1990. So he was obviously very highly highly rated. Um, uh, The next season, he was to become a regular in Liverpool's first team, playing 51 games and scoring 10 goals. And he was man of the match in the FA Cup final win against Sunderland that season too. Yeah, that was a season... Under Souness. Season they knocked out Pompey in the semi. Boo. If you sort of look at his, if you look at his record, and uh, you will come to it because at the end his his record uh, of medals and stuff, it just it's just unsurpassed decent. for an English player. It's, it's abroad, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Over the next few years, um, he then became one of the Premier League's most entertaining players um, with his lovely dribbly mm. runs. Jinky. One of my favourite players, Jinky. Yeah. yeah, same. Yeah, drop the shoulder. People yeah. just didn't know where to go left you, or right. He would, he would ghost past players. Loves right? so quick, but so jinky the, at the same time. The yeah, he was. Yeah. He was like one of the, the master of the defender on his on his heels, turning one way and the other, mm, not knowing yeah. where he is. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't look like a natural athlete, does he? So no. spindly. It's, it's like someone's tried to make a man out of twiglets and pass yeah. it off as a real man. Yeah, mm. and succeeded. Mm. Yeah, I remember him with that goal in. Um, Against Celtic oh, in the UEFA Cup, that's right, amazing. Where, where he starts at right back, yeah. he, he knocks at one side of the defender, runs around the other side. It wasn't even defender yeah. then, would it? Be like a, um, field field, yeah, their yeah. left wing, wasn't it? Um, so he, he knocks it right, um, one side of the player, runs around the other, then just absolutely oh, pegs it, takes on three yeah. players, and then slots it home from, from st- on the edge of the box. Yeah, it's a lovely finish. <laughs> I, in remember, off the I remember watching that goal at the time because I think that game was billed as like the Battle of Britain or yeah, something well, like that. Yeah. And um, God, man, I was out of my seat. That goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was super, but the. The first, the best bit of that whole thing for me is the first touch. Mm. He passes it past the player in question, like he's knocking it to a teammate in the training. Ground. He's just, but he's just it's seen the space, so basically. cool. Yeah, he yeah. just knocks it past and then goes, 
hang on a minute vroom yeah. and he's away but as you, as you said Jimmy he, he was sort of pacey but didn't look it yeah but he would flipping fly you know when he had the ball at his feet but it's the kind of player that England rarely produce uh, in the modern era we say that a lot though yeah in these profiles <laughs> we do know say we do. that a lot we do, we do produce them we just don't know what to do with them well, well who currently is there's like there's not McManaman? that many I mean there's no, a lot no no the type of player like McManaman and, and Waddle are, are real genuine dribblers who have got great ball control no but I mean we say this about a variety of different types of players we said this about Glenn Hoddle as well it seems that anything that's a little bit you know just differentiating from being basically functional yeah. we struggle yeah. with that's true yeah fair I, th- I think I mean you'd have to really You'd have to really think hard about the last time England, an English player was produced that was a genuinely world-class attacking midfield slash wide player as well. Because I mean, McManaman mm. could play on the right and left and through the middle so as Joe well. Joe Cole was the only one who, yeah, but he's not the same type as McManaman. No, but he was. He could have been. A he's more player. of a t- traditional number ten though. He didn't have the pace that McManaman had. Not true. He wouldn't turn a player inside out with pace. Mm. Joe Cole. Yeah, yeah. drag back. Oh, drag mm. back and like a flick to the left. Ah. My, my favourite goal that McManaman scored. You may not remember it probably for the wrong reasons. But it was the season ninety-seven, ninety-eight when. Um, he scored that volley at, at Highbury. <laughs> Unbelievable goal. I don't know why he was captain that game, but I remember having the captain's arm yeah, yeah. He was made vice captain. But Ince was, would have been captain, but he must not Ince was captain, and yeah. Manaman was vice captain yeah. when John Barnes had, had moved on. Yeah. Well, uh, under um, <clears throat> Roy Evans, uh, he was given a more central role at times, as opposed to being, being seen solely as a winger. And actually, I think Roy Evans should take a lot of credit for yeah, that. They sort of bit the team around, didn't they, at that point? Yeah. Because uh, McManaman, yes, he was um, put out wide, and he was a good winger, you know can't um, take that away from him um, and he, he played out wide for, for England but Roy Evans saw that he could play in the centre as well drifting around in a real playmaker position and he was quite talismanic yeah that, that season they had Ince and Leonardo behind McManaman I think yeah and they, so quite, it was quite a nice midfielder quite a nicely balanced midfielder actually he would get loads of assists McManaman the only slight criticism people would have is that um, he didn't score too many but when he did score bloody hell you remember mm. he was usually a scoop or a chip yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah. still, he's still the all time assist maker for Liverpool I think Steven Gerrard surpassed him he must have only just done it then oh really okay right I think so yeah okay he had, he had like a, a you think of the amount of players that have played for Liverpool and have played a long time for Liverpool yeah mm. yeah absolutely you know that really is quite something yeah and that's uh, as well it's in a time where Liverpool weren't winning as much as they have done in the past yeah. you know, it makes it well, a little I, more impressive you, you he really kind of just how good that team was though you know they should really have been winning you know well the season the they came third yeah. in the Premier League yeah. and they, the, the, the thing with that is they got knocked out the Cups quite early they were in the UEFA Cup as well yeah. they got knocked out that quite early and they were decent in the league they, they were, were entertaining re- they were basically yeah. just chilled out entertainers <laughs> <laughs> well uh, yeah. they, they won the League Cup in 1995 against Bolton in a match that he dominated and, and fans um, of, of the Reds still call it the McManaman final he got two great goals that game mm. as well so um, it was nice to see him doing it on the big stage as well um, yeah 95-96 season 25 assists he got that season that's nice in yeah. a season yeah um, and he, he cool started every game England played in Euro 96 yeah um, and it had a pretty decent tournament and that summer he was linked to uh, some of Europe's top clubs um, and he always which was odd then he, yeah, but he always said he was fair ball he did he did yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, he was as you said Luke he was included in England's uh, World Cup 98 squad but only played a tiny little bit against Colombia came on like 15 minutes left or something yeah, uh, I, I think that um, I mean England obviously had a good a good amount of players then they're unlucky to, to go out so early against the Argentina side which could have gone either way but I, I, was, I remember at the time being annoyed that he didn't play more yeah because he was really good the season before that but Hoddle played a 3-5-2 right yeah and he's not going to play in wing back um, that's the, the problem yeah that yeah. was the problem and, and, and the middle three he had 
well he had Ince Batty, Batty and Skulls Batty. and Skulls and then he brought in Beckham yeah. for Batty so it's Ince Beckham and Skulls and Anderson was there on the right and stuff and Lasso on the left yeah it's yeah, d- no, it's fair enough Yeah, difficult. you can't fit everyone in but I mean I thought that he, he did well enough in that season yeah. Yeah, but to only make one substitute appearance mm. is, is yeah. in itself strange because he's a player you'd probably bring on mm. to, to, to change the game because they lost to Romania didn't they and, and you think they could have used him then, they brought Michael Owen on instead that's right yeah, yeah. Um, after the World Cup McManaman uh, expressed his desire to play abroad I think in the media um, or certainly got out and, uh, and this started a little bit of a bad time for McManaman on and off the pitch um, because the, you know the lad from Liverpool uh, a lot of the fans turned against him uh, for wanting to leave and then of course he signed for Real Madrid well he ran his contract down didn't he he did he run did. his contract he was a Bosman he kept saying things like from it, memory he kept saying stuff like oh I'm not thinking about my contract yet and a lot I mean obviously not all of them but a few Liverpool fans were pretty annoyed with him from what I remember mm. I mean, they, he they, wants to leave he wants to leave well mm. I mean I thought he he was going to sign for Barca wasn't he wasn't he like there was, was the 12 million no, yeah. was, similar to your actually about Van Persie actually Jimmy yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there's the Barcelona thing was weird because apparently um, he actually went over to Spain and they just like just like it, I don't think they did even turned up to meet him or something. They did it <laughs> yeah, to um, it they did it as like, sort of like a bluff uh, as part of their deal to try and sign Ronaldo, uh, Rivaldo. Yeah, that's sorry, right. To sort of oh, like, that's right, we're yeah. looking at McManaman as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, he also almost went to Juve, I think. That's right, Juve. Were but he turned them down. Yeah. yeah, they were interested. I thought though, I mean, th- th- there was a lot going on with McManaman. He did have some injuries. And around that time, his mother tragically died of cancer as well. So th- it was a very difficult time for him. Uh, but he reacted to the fans booing by saying, you know, that's understandable when I came off the other day. I knew the reaction there was going to be difficult. Um, but I think if they put themselves in the same predicament, and the fact that I have been at Liverpool for 12 years and I would like to test myself in a foreign country, that's understandable. Yeah, well, that be, well, yeah. That's what I mean when I say if he wants to leave, it's fair enough. He's, yeah. you know, he's done a lot for the club. Yeah. Unfortunately, it did end well between Liverpool and um, McManaman. I mean, a couple of goals in his last few matches of the season, that helped. And in his final appearance for the club, he provided a goal for Karl Heinz Riedler, and at the end was given a standing ovation and a lap of honour around Anfield Carl um, Heinz Reed no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then a, a, a two row scored farewell um, at the entrance of the of the players tunnel mm. so you know he, he left well he left and that well. was the end of his career wasn't it he sort of didn't do much um, that, Stephen McManaman <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, and then he went off to Madrid uh, El Maca for the 99-2000 season only the second Englishman at the time to have played for the club after Laurie Cunningham had played years earlier and when he joined the club, all was not well. There was um, a little bit of uh, dissatisfaction in the At dressing Real Madrid. Room. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, Jim. Yeah. Even back then, Figo was smashing plasma screens. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't think Figo was there actually when yeah, this, was, this was right. Prigo. Oh, okay, yeah. Prigo, yeah. like it, Jim. Um, uh, so he, he he started playing that season, and, and and he really did slot in quite well to the whole thing, the culture. Um, he was soon doing well with the language and all that. And at the end of that season, he won the Champions League, yeah. <laughs> scoring in the final, and scooped the man of the match award it was Brilliant. glorious wasn't it to see him we saw that little scissor volley well, I was, yeah it was a nice goal well mm. I did the thing because Real Madrid played Valencia that far didn't they mm. and it was in France I think it was in Paris or something it was yeah, yeah and, and um, but they both wore, Real Madrid wore black and Valencia wore orange is that because they both wear white so they both had to wear their away kit possibly maybe. so there was no favouritism yeah yeah it's just always, always wondered about that really it was a great mm. game anyway and, and, and McMahon was amazing he, he was, was really good mm. he was ran the show wasn't he? Mm. he really um, became a cult hero amongst the, the Real Madrid fans I remember just seeing some of the reports and he scored that incredible volley at, in the Bernabeu was it against Oviedo where he um, was that a bit of a scissor as well mm. where he smashed it into the top corner 
And you just thought, oh my goodness, yeah. he's having a great time. <laughs> he scored against Barca in the Classical as well. That was in that was in um, the Champions League semi-final. That's right, yeah. At, at the Camp Nou. <laughs> yeah. To make it 2-0, he dinked it over. I, I remember this is the Real Madrid Valencia uh, final, just thinking, Redondo, McManaman and Raul mm. the same team. I'm having that. Yeah. Because Raul played deep. And then Elka was up front with Morientes, yeah. Did yeah. Anelka, oh no, it was, was it? No, it was Anelka and Morientes with Raul just behind. Yeah, and Macca right. and Redondo. Yeah, because yeah, Macca was played more Three central at times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, and then, or, or if he wasn't, he had Roberto Carlos behind him sometimes on the left. Yeah, don't worry about defending, son. Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm not going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, Roberto, are you going to cover as a defensive? Okay. <laughs> what? Roberto, Sorry, I can't in... hear you behind my legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're in front of me again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Overlapping, yeah. overlapping. Oi, there's a massive gap. Just enjoy it. Sunny <laughs> <laughs> football. Get, get in me slipstream. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright they won't exploit that Piero yeah. <laughs> will still sweep it up um, um, and he did yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's a big gap behind me uh, Roberto yeah I thought that when I first started but don't worry about it you get used to it <laughs> nobody will say anything yeah. <laughs> That's it. Oh, if you are a professional footballer in England <laughs> listening to this go abroad because yeah. you will have a good time <laughs> oh dear so unless um, you're Jonathan Woodgate uh, well uh, yeah. but he tried yeah he did try so he, like, you know, even he eventually like him. had a good time he was popular yeah yeah, yeah. leave off alright sorry about well, that not, don't go now <laughs> yeah. um, only after a season in Madrid um Florentino Perez turned up and uh, threatened to, to ruin everything for, for Steve McManaman Figo was brought in um, and they sold uh, Redondo who McManaman and, and complimented so oh, well do you remember that Redondo little heel turn against United which yeah which uh, McManaman played didn't they beauty when Ronaldo scored uh, oh no no that was Raul Raul scored yeah, a couple, yeah, right. yeah, beautiful uh, and uh, a number of um, the players were sold and McManaman was told that he was um, surplus to requirements well, um, said, didn't like Zidane like, have a t- sort of said why are we getting rid of him this is ridiculous I this think like, uh, that may have been a touch later I think McManaman went I'll be the judge of that <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was told, you know, we don't need your pal. So it was just and this, but this was in, straight it? away. No, like this was immediately. No, no, no. This was like in the Champions League. Oh, wait. yeah. This is this is um, two thousand two thousand. Oh, right. Okay, I thought it was only exactly because. Sorry, that. Yeah, no, that, that, so that's the camera at Madrid. No one knew who was in charge and what was going on. Exactly, and 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 Perez just wanted these um, big names, and and the club was heavily in debt. Of course, bringing in Figo <laughs> for a world record transfer fee is going to make sure that that stays the same. Um, Ed McManaman yeah sorry mate we don't need you despite being man of the match in the Champions League final um, but McManaman said no he wanted to, to fight for his place uh, and uh, uh, and he certainly did um, apparently Real Madrid accepted a, a bid from Middlesbrough then Chelsea for McManaman but he, he he didn't want to go and Sir Alex Ferguson was uh, sniffing around him as well so you know there was enough interest from, from big clubs and Middlesbrough um, <laughs> and Chelsea back then well that's true <laughs> well they were, yeah, they were becoming weren't they but uh, but he wanted to stay in Spain perhaps because he loved the lifestyle he was getting a, a lot of money but he enjoyed his football there and he was doing very well and the fans loved him and the fans really wanted him to stay and they made that clear yeah, one of the really odd things the fans loved about him is that they think he looks like Nicole Kidman <laughs> Yeah, that's just. <laughs> yeah, sort of he does a bit. Yeah, one they're of not him. great with a lookalike in Spain. It took them ages to realise that Sergio Ramos was Val Kilmer. Yeah, for mm. ages. <laughs> How you many know, years behind, behind you? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Um, <laughs> There's nothing better than the team that Manaman nowadays on Spanish television speaking Spanish though, because yeah. he's, he's sort of space like this. His Spanish isn't that good. No, I'm not having a go, but it's, it's not amazing. Oh, not Spanish. It's better than me. Yeah, I'll give him. I'll give him eight out of ten, and I give myself probably a seven and a half. So, 
But only a couple of months into the season, McManaman had won the manager over, and he was he was back in the team. And uh, in his second season at Madrid, he he did very well indeed, and they won La Liga. Um, uh, the 28th La Liga um, crown for Real Madrid um, so all smiles at the end of the season um, uh, every year though he was at Madrid his playing time was sort of slightly, slightly reduced and the Galactico policy was a lot to do with that this time mm. Zidane was in uh, Ronaldo was there there was always that threat hanging over him that, like immediately from after his first season that he might soon be moved on against his will or they would try and do that it's a shame that's right yeah um, I, I, I do quite like this that um, he, he got on well with everybody at the club and, and um, oh, which manager one of the managers there said McManaman was one of the most important players because he kept everybody together in that squad mm. and I think um, was it Johan Cruyff said that McManaman was the most useful player in that Galactico period because he was as, as Cruyff put it everyone's best partner on the pitch right okay he complimented so many people um, well he sort so of developed well. not that he didn't have it at Liverpool but it became more apparent that uh, he had such a high work rate I mean, that's right, yeah, and that's you know something that team was was accused of lacking sometimes. Mm. I mean, for McManaman was said to have a high work rate. <laughs> it's quite funny, isn't it? Really, because in England we would you well, don't really think of him as being that sort of player. Yeah, you would. Yeah, that's very true. Because he uh, did, was, did the uh, Dennis chair. See, oh, Dennis like chair. Him, yeah, there was that, wasn't there? <laughs> I do, I do quite. If he's like working hard, it's because he's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do quite like that. Um, his golf buddies were were Luis Figo and Ronaldo. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Imagine yeah. McManaman yeah. playing going rounds of golf with those yeah. two. He spoke really, really fondly um, of, of Big Ronaldo as well as as anybody would. As yeah. anybody would. Um, What's not to like? Well, what, I what I love about Ronaldo is is anybody PSG legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is anybody who um, talks about him and, and and one or two people who um, I know who have kind of met him briefly and uh, and know a bit about him in person is he is that guy that the, the 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 really friendly guy who just invites everybody back to his house. Apparently, McMahon was like, if you're in a restaurant having dinner, the next thing there's twenty thirty people around the table. He's just like, yeah, get everyone, get involved, you know. <laughs> Um, as, as he said he had this amazing aura around him and I, I absolutely love that about the big man but it's McManaman's profile yeah Ronaldo got this whole thing underway Dean Winters yeah, all yeah, the fame yeah. so you can blame him um, invited everyone in <laughs> <laughs> still doing it yeah. it's only meant to be a feature for one week yeah. <laughs> Um, so even with these big players um, coming in McManaman still said no I want to stay and fight for my place and he, and he still got some good playing time and it was um, uh, around that time as well where he, he scored that goal against Barcelona at the Camp Nou which was such an important goal and it's such an important result because you know to win away it was I think the first time that they'd won at the, the Camp Nou since the early 90s and in the semi-final of the Champions League it's absolutely magnificent stuff for them um, and he did come on in the final at Hampden Park when they beat uh, Bayer Leverkusen 2-1 so he's you know I think he was the first Englishman to, to win two European Cups or the, or I think he's, he's certainly the first no, Englishman to win a European oh, no, 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 sorry that's ridiculous the first Englishman to win it for a foreign, with a foreign side correct yeah yeah, yeah. yeah 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 forgive me um, around that time as well, well before that actually he, he played at Euro 2000 under Kevin Keegan scored against Portugal in the opening game but England didn't really do too well and it was in the early noughties his, his uh, England career was kind of cut um, short by Sven Goran Eriksson mm. he got 37 caps for England um, and let's talk about his England career I mean did he did he do it did he not I think he was excellent in Euro 96 yeah he really really stood out he got his games didn't he I guess mm. yeah. I think I think it's, as we've just sort of talked about already really the, the, the World Cup 98 thing, 98 thing was unfortunate because England played some decent stuff and you couldn't really say that 
England could have done an awful lot better in that tournament. They were unlucky to be drawn. I mean, the Romania game was the key. I mean, they, they, which yeah. when they came second in the group, they played Argentina were a good side, and that could have gone either way. That was the, that was one of the games of the tournament. Manaman couldn't get in the team because the formation never players around. So, mm, yeah. and then by the time he had moved abroad. Because he went to uh, he went to Real Madrid the year after that, didn't he? So yeah. maybe he wouldn't have been quite as front of mind. But thirty-seven caps probably isn't a testament to his ability. But he was quite patchy for England, I thought. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he didn't. He Which didn't is perhaps one of the reasons why maybe we don't remember remember him that much. Yeah. yeah, possibly. Yeah, I and mean, people say the same about John Barnes, the man whose boots he used to clean. You know, yeah, but, that's true. So yeah, I yeah. say that about Wayne Rooney. Yeah, I would. I would agree with yeah. that. Probably. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that as well. So there you go. You see, England aren't that good. Basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Rob Lee put a shift in it. Well, it's not difficult to, un- to to see why McMahon did well at Real Madrid with the players around him there That's compared right. to England. I mean, That's simple right. as that. Yes, right. That is correct. Um, uh, and in his last year at Real Madrid, um, he he did appear um, in the game at Old Trafford where they lost four three, but Ronaldo scored that hat trick. Yeah. Uh, it was always good to see McManaman playing for Real Madrid in Europe. Yeah. That was great stuff, yeah. It's English opposition. Um, but at that time, his, his performances, um, or his game time, was, was becoming less and less. And then people started to say, is he just ha- hanging around because he was getting a, an astronomical wage and, uh, and so on and so forth? And then David Beckham signed, and that really was the, the final straw, mm-hmm. I suppose you could say. Although he did help Beckham settle in quite quickly, but uh, he, he soon... Yeah, um, when you've become a sort of, like, you know, holiday rep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to move on. I think so. And he, and he did, he went to Manchester City... Didn't do that great there. It was really under- I remember Man City fans being really excited about it. He didn't really sort of deliver, did he? Yeah, it? no, he never. It was a shame actually, and I think that again suggested that the Madrid lifestyle. I mean, if you're if you're not playing for Real Madrid, it's not the end of the world, is it? You know, if you're hanging around Madrid <laughs> in the sunshine, and whatnot, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, sit through Keegan's team talks in Manchester. <laughs> <be fair. laughs> I imagine they'd be really entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, he, he kind of wound down his um, uh, playing career at, uh, at Manchester City. Um, but uh, you know, it wasn't all um, doom and gloom. Uh, you know, not that long ago for McMahon. I mean, in two thousand and six, for example, um, he joined the production for the film Goal Two: Living the Dream. <laughs> he did. He's in, he did a much better turn than uh, Alan Shearer did in the first film. What do you think? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was him. I think Ronaldo was in there. No, Colin was in there. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I'll, I'll leave with a quote um, from the great Sir Stanley Matthews, who said uh, after the um, Liverpool Bolton uh, game in, in the 1995 League Cup final, um, Sir Stanley Matthews simply said, He reminds me of when I was playing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Stephen Bannerin to the new Windows Hall of Fame. El Maca, Ramos. There we go. Right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all your ramble goodness for this week. Uh, if you want to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com the Twitter is at footballramble and the website is thefootballramble.com yeah thefootballramble.com indeed yeah loads of, loads of nice stuff on there you know the drill by now what more do you want you, you can still find a video of me shooting a gun on there oh yeah there's that lots of markers on a scooter Oh, is that what the video of you on the scooter, video of you shooting a gun, video of you shooting the girl from Robocop dead. No, no, the guy from Robocop. The guy from Robocop dead, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Lots of stuff going on. <laughs> no videos of what he did in Vietnam, but, no. you know. There's oh, not much... They are to be honest, no, what you really did. To be honest, it. there's not much football on there, really. Yeah. No, but it's... Yeah, if you're using <laughs> I did a drone of a nice cat. Yeah, you did, well, yeah. I sat on my wall for a bit. I did it with crowns on it. It's up down the website now. Thank you. Last one. Well, it's, it's been good to be back. Um, uh, say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye Max, and thank you for coming back, mate. Um, you look good, lovely. <laughs> Luke? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see you later. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me, dears.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.